Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 22nd of February. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning for the first time this week by Joshua Barry. How are we doing, Joshua? First time in a while, Derek, actually. Seeing it is actually. Our respective breaks, so yeah, good to have the Dream Team back together, although I have enjoyed uh, my uh, my show with Stevie yesterday, thrown into the hosting chair in your absence, Derek, which is never comfortable. <laughs> you did a sterling job, and of course, we, we were away, weren't we? You, you were you were in Italy for for some time. How was that? It was great. Yeah, I went to uh, the Stadio Olymp- is it Stad Olimpico, Stadio Olimpico? Yeah, um, which was good, uh, good experience to go there. So enjoyed it. Did you take? I don't know if you didn't take in a football game, did you? When you were uh, away, no, I, no, I was in, in in Norway. I did go to uh, the Tromsø Stadium, famous for that uh, f- uh, night when Chelsea went up there when and when it was. Uh, Heavy snow, and it was uh, covered in snow as well uh, when I went up there. So, so not wow. much has changed, but uh, wow. yeah, uh, well, well, well uh, rested, and we're back looking ahead to uh, the big one on Sunday. Of course, uh, the battle fever is very much on. Before we talk about uh, Rangers and yesterday's press conference, folks, uh, just about housekeeping as ever. Quick word for our sponsors, Seneca Hair Restoration. They are the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe, no less, due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. Their mission is a simple one, to change people's lives and restore their lost self-confidence. And I've bunged the, the links, as always, in the description uh, box, folks. So go do check them out if that is something you are thinking about. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that is totally free. Uh, over 11,500 of you now subscribing, so thank you very much. And, and we passed a milestone uh, last night, uh, 5 million viewers uh, to our videos uh, since we launched uh, 18 months ago, uh, which is quite incredible, really. Uh, it's uh, quite uh, staggering when you think of it. Five million people watching us, Joshua, that seems uh, mind-boggling. Yeah, it seems a bit um, undeserved, but to be honest. But um, <laughs> no, it is, it is a good opportunity to say thanks to everyone for watching, because otherwise it would just be me and you having a, a long Streamyard together talking about um, talking about yeah. Rangers. So that was nice, nice to see that, and um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and just another word as well. You can see the little ticker below. Last chance, folks, to uh, take advantage of not only the Rangers review offer, which is just one pound for three months worth of content. That in itself is a fantastic deal. But we're also offering one lucky recipient two tickets to the League Cup final on Sunday. All you have to do is head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up. But be quick, the offer ends at midnight tonight. So you only have uh, just over 12 hours uh, remaining to take advantage of that and be in with the chance uh, of uh, winning those tickets for the match uh, on Sunday. You will receive a phone call. The winning uh, person will receive a phone call tomorrow. From Johnny. A phone call from from Johnny. Johnny. So there's an extra. That's worth a pound alone. I receive lots of phone calls from Johnny, and they're always fun. So you do as well, Derek, don't you? So for, for the phone call alone, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's worth it. I mean, one pound to get entered into the ticket draw. If you watch us on YouTube, great chance to also support us because you get three months uh, access to the website as well. But um, it's important to say that it's also for current subscribers, Derek, and they should have got, a, I think it's a form you get to enter in. So um, any active subscribers are way of uh, obviously saying thanks for all the support and a great chance to win. So the link's on uh, in the description, in the comments, uh, and on the website as well. Uh, plenty of places to find it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic offer. So if you've not got your tickets uh, sorted already, folks, then it's a great chance to be in with the opportunity uh, of going on Sunday. Right, let's look ahead to Sunday, Joshua, because a press conference took place between both managers. Before we touch on what Michael Beale said, an interesting photo call yesterday yeah. uh, where the, the, the two uh, managers were sat side by side. Uh, you were there for us. Uh, not seen that before in my lifetime. What was going on there? No, it was a bit like a, a boxing event where they kind yeah. of <laughs> bring them in together and... The first, uh, when they came in together, I thought, surely they're not doing a joint press conference. That would be a that would be a, a strange thing to do. But no, I, th- I think it is just one of these um, routine things that happen at PR events before a cup final. Um, and yeah, they had a wee seat together and then went and did the, the photos down by the pitch, which looks better, Derek. And I think both managers thought the pitch looked a bit better while caveating it with the fact that hopefully the weather's kind so it stays that way. There's obviously no game um, beforehand. And uh, last time at the semi-finals, the weather was particularly bad that weekend, I think especially on uh, the Saturday when Celtic and Kilmarnock played and then Rangers and Aberdeen were um, the team that played teams that played second on that. Uh, but it did look a, a bit better. Still not a carpet, um, but you, you hope that for as much as the, the spectacle, as much as the game there, that it holds up at the weekend because of how bad it was, um, especially when Rangers played in the second game, as I say, against uh, Aberdeen in the semi-final. Yeah, uh, just talk, <laughs> touching on the, the phone call tomorrow from Johnny Denzel says that you can tell Derek's phone calls from Johnny aren't uh, as much fun. Well, I can tell you, whoever gets the phone call tomorrow, uh, they will be uh, jubilant. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that is for sure. Um, right, listen, uh, I think you, you just mentioned a, a sort of boxing photo call. wonder if that's a way to go uh, m- moving forward, just to uh, perhaps sex, not, as, not that it needs sexed up, of course, but uh, it would be certainly entertaining uh, to have a sort of boxing still. Uh, I don't know if you'd get a slagging match. Football is a bit different to boxing. As you, don't need to, you don't need to sell the fight as such. So, uh, But yeah, it was interesting to see both managers sat side by side yesterday. Let's touch on the main takeaways. Uh, Joshua, Michael Beale, the first one, the in- one that, that's concerning a lot of supporters at the moment is uh, the injury update. Now, the press conference did take place uh, relatively early. So there is a... a, a a considerable period of time between now and the final on Sunday, of course. But he touched on uh, possible injury concerns. First of all, he said uh, Kamar Roof uh, had a slight issue after the weekend, unfortunately, so won't be too so it won't be too far away from the team that played uh, last weekend. Uh, and he touched on the players uh, that didn't play uh, uh, at the weekend against Livingston. He says no positive news at the moment. None of the boys returned to training today. Uh, the team you saw at the weekend will be very close to the one that starts on Sunday. If we get one or two additions back, that will be a bonus. Um, now, of course, Malik Tillman, John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack were all missing from that match against Livingston after carrying Knox. Is, it, is this mind games, Joshua? Uh, should we be concerned at this? I think it's I think it's probably a bit of mind games, um, but also I don't think Beal's lying because obviously the players, uh, you know, didn't return to training yesterday. But it is also five days before the finals, so um, it's not as if this is a Friday before the Sunday game, Derek. And it really is a case of said players are going to have to to pull it out of the bag to be available. Beal also spoke about um, making sure that if certain players did declare themselves fit, that they actually were. Naturally, 
Lundstrom, Jack and Tillman will all want to play uh, in a cup final, especially when um, they've all played such a, a big part for Rangers this season. They've all played such a big part uh, for Beal since he came in. This isn't three um, players at the edge of, of the squad that we're talking about. Tillman in particular would be really difficult to replace, even if Cantwell, I think, could uh, slot into that uh, midfield role well. Tillman's been the best performer under Beal. Um, and, and for me, Rangers' best player this season. So it would be a huge blow to, to not have him available in the squads. But I do think it's a, a bit of mind games and keeping the opposition guessing to a degree, which uh, which is no bad thing because the squad won't be that different. You could probably pick nine of the players that will play. I guess there's some indecision in the middle of the park. Um, I think if everyone was fit, it would probably be a rask and an a Lundstrom partnership. Me and Stevie were talking about that yesterday, but I just think this is a type of game that, that suits John Lundstrom. But then you could come back to it and argue, well, Ryan Jack was very good in the semi-final. One of the real reasons that Rangers made it to the final. Um, Glenn Kamara has been steadily improving and there's a lot of experience in this game, these games. But I think the important thing for Beal is that although he has these injury concerns, he still has a strong squad to call upon. And if you go back to the start of his uh, time at the club, Derek, he was picking the same team and beneath that there wasn't many options at all. He didn't have Rufford Cholak, he didn't have Cantwell or Raskin in the building. Um, certain players were still building up fitness. So if those three aren't there, then it will be weaker, definitely, but it will still be a strong start in 11. Um, but I think Beal, as much as anyone, will be hoping that Malik Tillman's fit to play because he would just be such a big loss if he wasn't to make the game. Yeah. Um, what's the comments uh, coming in with regards to uh, those uh, injuries? Uh, Dave Fulton says, Michael Bull just playing his hand close to his chest. I expect to see Ryan Jack starting beside uh, Raskin. And Hugh raises an interesting point. Guys, I'll put you on the spot. Who's the midfield if all fit? Uh, I think I've said on record that... Well, have I said on record? I'm not entirely sure. I think... Um, well, I spoke with Stevie when we are on, on Monday. He would have uh, Jack and Raskin in the middle of the park. Joshua... I think I would tend to agree with him. Um, would you deviate from that? If Lundstrom was fully fit, I'd probably play Lundstrom just because I think he's the player that's played that number six position the most under Beal and it's generally been Jack and Kamara rotated alongside him. I think Raskin played that well against Livingston, but it was interesting actually that Beal, off his own accord, went on to speak about how the two games that Raskin's played, um, Rangers have had a lot of the ball. It's been a specific type of game uh, and that will be different at the weekend. I think you want to use his qualities high up the pitch. We've got an article about um, his start at Rangers on the website, which you can go and read. Um, but I think you want to, to give him freedom to go and press um, to, to, to ensure the game isn't static. And, and Beals did say when he came in, it would be him and Kamara kind of competing for that role alongside another midfielder. And they were maybe quite similar players. And Jack and Lundstrom were similar players as well. I think if you can get Lundstrom's performance um, that he put in away at Tynecastle, uh, similar to performance they put in at the last old firm at Hamden in April, then it's a no-brainer because he, I think, is the most natural of those four to hang back, even though we think of him still as a bit of a box-to-box -box player. I think more than most, um, sorry, more often in his Rangers career, he's played at the base of midfield, but he still has that energy to get up. I guess the question is, whatever has kept him out of the squad, will that impact his match fitness? We know that he's played through stuff this season. He spoke, at, I think it was after the winner at Ross County, spoke about the number of injections he was playing, uh, uh, taking to, to play. That's not a novel concept. Bill was saying yesterday, you're naive to think if uh, players lace their boots up in a fantastic physical condition each week. But it's a big decision to, to make uh, because that's such a key area of the pitch. And then it's a big decision to make who plays alongside them because Cantwell filled in there at the weekend. 
will he be thrown in at the deep end alongside Raskin? I, I think he would, and I think that would probably be the right decision. Beal was speaking about that as well, I think, to, to the papers, saying that sometimes it's good for players to come in and, um, I guess, be a bit new to the politics of it all and, and the, the nature of the rivalry in the old firm and just go and play their football. Both of those players have been thrown in quickly and adapted to life quickly at Rangers, and I don't think there's much to suggest that would change too much at the weekend if they went in, because it's still a football game, even though the pressures will be unique to, to what they've ever played in before. I think Cantwell is the most natural replacement for, for Tillman if he doesn't make it, even if I, you know, alongside everyone else, will be hoping that he does. Yeah, what do you make of this comment from uh, Magic Man One Four Seven? He says uh, Raskin hasn't played with either before. Talking about Jack and Lundstrom, can't just throw them together in a final and hope they click. They will be training together, uh, Low Joshua. Uh, would you have any concerns about that? Would Would you maybe be inclined yeah. to, if they weren't one hundred percent fit, to, to play Kamara alongside Raskin, given the fact they've played uh, two games together? I think it's a good point. And again, we raised this yesterday because Raskin's only started with um, Kamara and. Yeah, it, it, it is fair. Yeah. I, I, we don't know how much that comes into it uh, in a game, yeah. but Beal has spoken a lot about relationships and connections. Um, he's spoken a lot about that in different contexts when speaking about the side and players that know one another well, players like Morelos and, and Kent. You have, you know, the back five is going to be the same. That's been unchanged for, well, a while. Ever, ever since it's been settled, it's kind of stayed that way. You know that Kent's going to play, you know that Morelos is going to play. What's that? Seven, happens count my hands. Um, you know, the Raskin's going to play, I think. And then it's a, a case of who partners him in midfield, depending on the fitness, who plays uh, out of Tillman and Cantwell, is Tillman going to be fit? And then who plays kind of in that right-sided role, which I think will be um, Fashion Sakala because of the different options that he gives you and the fact that he played so well in the new year-old firm as well. I think, to, to answer the question, though, it, it would be a risk. Um, but I also think that Raskin seems like the type of player who's has played in big derbies before, um, and he's only 21, but one of the things that his, his ex-manager said to me was that he, he acts like a peak professional in the way that he self-analyzes yeah. his game. I think you can you sometimes just get a sense with players that they are a bit mature beyond their years, and, and Raskin certainly with a start, although he's played in two games, as Beal said, where Rangers have had a lot of the ball, and he's still, by his own ambition, not fully fit. Um I'd be tempted to start him just because I think already he's shown that he's got the qualities that this midfield have needed um, and he's coming to start, so why not start him? Yeah. Uh, we touched on, of course, Michael Wood was here when at that uh, in the last Old Firm League Cup final in, in 2019. Uh, how Rangers lost that game, I'll, I'll never know. Um, he was talk, talking about that game. He says it was a disappointment. I thought we performed well between the two boxes, but we didn't execute uh, what we had to do in a decisive game in the boxes. That's a regret, but that was in our own hands, that game against a very good opponent, but we didn't win the trophy. It's one we have that they don't have. It's the one that's missing. When, asked, when he was asked to expand on his memories of the game, he responded, I've just about got over it. Um, that was one. That, that, that's certainly one that sticks. I mean, we all remember the Morelos uh, penalty miss, the offside yeah. goal and what have you. Rangers uh, dominated for, for much of, of that game. Um, how, do you see, how do you see this one going, Joshua? It's, it's a different Celtic team they're coming up against. Uh, Rangers, of course, in fine fettle the, the, themselves. Uh, what's the key in winning this one? Is it the midfield that we just touched on? Yeah, I mean, to, to go back to the press conference yesterday, Derek, one of Beal has repeatedly spoken up this squad since he came back in 
going back to November when he made that comment and he repeated it yesterday saying that the squad isn't as broken as people think yeah. it is. And I think he's been proved right. Um, I don't think that's to say that it still doesn't need a lot of work in the summer. And again, he's admitted that it obviously needed some re-energising in the January window as has as happened with, with two signings. Um, but this is, and, and he's kept pace. He's not been able to close the gap but he's had a perfect record outside of that old firm game. Celtic have uh, as well, which is um, why for him that'll be frustrating because he's done as much as, as he can with the situation he inherits coming in. But this is a, um, although this won't impact the league, I think this could just be such a big psychological win for his mm. Rangers side at this stage in his career. Um, because when he came into the club, the, the thought of, I think, being in a position that he is just now where the confidence is restored, I think the playing identity is restored. The, the domestic form before he arrived feels a bit of a, of a distant memory because the consistency has been so good. Um, and, and it's interesting that when he was asked about that cup final or when he's asked about um, certain questions, domestic trophies, he said he repeated the fact that um, you know, looked back to the fact of, of Rangers playing in that European final, the Scottish Cup win. Um, it's clear, I think, that that internal confidence is what he's tried to to reiterate uh, publicly whenever he's had the opportunity. And this is, if if he was to win this game, I think it would be so significant early on um, in in his in his Rangers career. That game, you're right, it, it was a. Um, I think it's probably quite indicative of where Rangers were at that point because they were so good on the day lost the boxes. They didn't have a goal scorer next to Alfredo Morelos. Uh, they did next season in Kimar Roof. I think that made such a difference. Um, and after that penalty miss, they, they never looked like they were going to be able to recover. And that's something that I think they, they were able to do under Gio um, in Europe or obviously at Hamden last year. And I think they've been able to do it under Beal as well. Um, I, I've no doubt though that the the kind of public persona he gives of that, of that game of and being quite measured um, won't be what it is personally, and it would, it would mean a, an extra amount for him to win it alongside a lot of those players. Because you could be speaking about what the same back five, aside from um, Hellander out and Davies in, Jack, Arfields, um, Morelos, Kent, a lot of players that were involved then will, will be involved in Sunday in one way. Yeah, uh, let's get to a few of the comments coming in because there are loads. Uh, I like this from, from Francis. Uh, will Rice get a chance when we go in 3 0 at, at half time? What do you make of him making his debut at the weekend, Joshua? 16 years of age, uh, just fresh from captaining Scotland under 17s the day before, no less. What a fantastic weekend for the young man. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was in the matchday squad uh, yeah. on, on Sunday. But um, yeah, great to see young lads coming through like that at such a young age. Yeah, I mean, 16. That is young yeah. to play for <laughs> isn't it? That is young to play for But no, good to see. Not watched much at, at youth level, Derek. Only um, maybe four or five games. Um, obviously very comfortable on the ball and left footed, which is always nice to see in a midfielder. But yeah. a great moment for him and I'm sure his, his family because to do that at 16, as you say, the day after you've went and um, played for, for Scotland at that age level must be quite the buzz. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a question coming in here from, from Donna. She said, morning, Donna. Uh, do you think uh, Michael Beale should try Morelos and Cholak up front together? I think he should give it a go, see how it plays out. That will not happen on Sunday, I can assure you of that, uh, unless Rangers are, are chasing a goal, Joshua. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, as Beale's said a few times, he sees Fashion Sakala as a number nine. Uh, he might not be a striker in the conventional mode, but if you think of his his role and what he's in the squad to do, he 
can stretch the pitch on the right and, and provide. I think Tynecastle was a great example of this game, of, of what he did uh, in that game, um, and provide the running threat or the old firm game where he obviously sets up Kent's goal and wins a penalty. But then he also gives you that um, those numbers over the course of a run of games that he's going to get you a second number nine in the box, a pretty good goal per game ratio, which I'm, I'm not sure what the, the update is on that for the last few games. Whereas I think with Morelos and Cholak, um, we've probably not seen them together for a reason. And part of that is Cholak's yeah. fitness because he's not trained all that much up until the last few weeks. I don't think they have quite that uh, variation of skill set for a big game like this. Um, maybe they do in the final third, but I don't know if either of them are really going to um, run in behind in the same way that Sakala does, be able to to start out in the right. And that's what Roof was able to do as well in the, the last title winning season. Um, he... Uh, not the same way as Sakala, but he was able to to be an extra um, outfielder outside the box and contribute in that way. And then you get the benefit of his goal scoring now inside the, the final third. So I'd be yeah. surprised if it wasn't Kent, Sakala and Morelos because they've played so many games uh, together so far. And that right-sided uh, triangle with uh, Tavernier, uh, Tillman it has been, and, and Sakala, but uh, Cantwell at the weekend, I think that's worked quite well. Yeah, uh, I like this comment from Hugh. He says, uh, Alfredo will start on Sunday. He'll be on a mission and they'll love him to get the winning goal. You and me both, Hugh. Uh, there's nothing better than a Alfredo goal uh, and especially one in a cup final uh, against Celtic. I really want to see a knee slide uh, at Hamden. So <laughs> hopefully uh, he can do the business. Uh, another interesting takeaway from, from Michael Beale's press conference yesterday, uh, just talking about that game and, and where, where it stands in the season. He says, after this weekend, my job doesn't get any bigger or smaller. It's still going to be a huge job come Monday and my entry is going to be really big. This is a one-off game. Would I like us to be in an even stronger place going in? Yes, but I don't remember too many times when both teams were going in on the back of such long unbeaten runs. Naturally, something has got to give and I'm hoping that I'm delighted on Sunday evening. I, I, I'm not lower than a snake's belly, but ultimately on Monday, we've still got a lot of work to do. We don't want to go too overboard on it because it's just one game. That was an interesting point I, I, I felt, Joshua. And it ties in with Michael Bailey. He's a bit of a perfectionist. He did touch on, he added as well that uh, even after the game on Sunday, they, they still need to improve a further 20%, um, which must bode well for, for where Rangers are at the moment, winning games, albeit some not convincingly, but they're certainly on the right path under Michael Beale, aren't they? I remember the game after the game at Tynecastle when Rangers, uh, the 3-0 game, and Rangers were, were brilliant on that night. The best domestic performance in a long time. And Beale came into the press conference and very measured, very the same, um, in a similar way maybe to, to Gio was. And I think that can be a strength to what, what he would call, I think, is wide-eyed and, and seeing the big picture. Um, and he'll know that because obviously there's huge pressure on him to go and win this trophy on on uh, on Sunday. But there's a realization that he's very much still at the start of his Rangers career. Still managed less than forty games, I think it is, in his managerial career, which is That's quite a mental stat to think yeah. of. Obviously, you know he's been involved in the professional game for a long time. He's had such influence uh, on a manager. Um, in his, his role with Gerrard in the Premier League, and we know about that when he was uh, up the road previously in his role as his first team coach. Um, but yeah, to, to think this is under his 40th game as a manager um, is uh, yeah surprising. And, and he said yesterday it's such a huge privilege for him to to get this chance so early on in his uh, managerial career, which I, I think is absolutely true because a lot of managers go a lot more games without getting to, to managing a game like this. 
Yeah, he added as well some interesting points. He said that I get that everyone is talking about the momentum that could be from winning this trophy, but after this, I still have a lot of work to do whether we win or lose the game. Come Monday, my head will be firmly back on how I'm taking Rangers forward in the longer term. Listen, the League Cup is a trophy I want to win, but at the start of the season, I don't know where it is in the pecking order. It's not number one, so it's important that after this weekend, we get back to trying to pick up the trophies we want to. Of course, uh, he's meaning that the league title, which is the one uh, is the number one uh, every season, uh, of course. Um, but yeah, the interesting words from Michael Beale. Some interesting comments as well coming in here. I wanted to touch on this from, from Connor. Uh, he gets in touch. Morning, Connor. Uh, Joshua, do you have any stats and through balls in behind the defence between Cantwell to Morelos and Cantwell to Roof? Notice a huge difference in Saturday between the two. <laughs> I don't have them logged here, Derek, to be honest, no, but I can look I can look uh, at that after Connor and, and DM you or something like that. Did, but no, did I, you know I, that? Um, what, what, let me read the question. Campwell to Morelos and Campwell to Roof. There was the one that, there was a nice one uh, that Raskin played into Roof, and that Roof then tried to play on. I think it was the Cholak um, that almost came off. Um, but not the, I, I didn't, um, it so wasn't at the forefront of my mind. Contrary yeah. to your opinion, Derek, I don't spend my days memorizing stats only sometimes. But uh, no, it's an, in, it's an interesting point because I think what Connor's obviously alluding to there is that um, Roof's movement and what we've spoken about numerous times before he's such an intelligent player the only reason i think that conversation is limited is because he doesn't play that much um Cantwell, similarly i think something that he spoke about when he came into the club was trying to see passes that others don't if you look back at um the first half when he should take that shot and he tries to slip the ball into fashion sakala who i don't think actually presumed that pass was on um he tries those clever little reverses so i've no doubt that they'll have a Good relationship on the pitch if, as you, as we say, Roof can um, continue to make an impact in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roof's, Roof's an interesting one. If, if they can get... I know I touched on that he's, Michael Beale said he's picked up a knock from the weekend. I'm, I'm hoping that that is just mind games as well and it's nothing too serious because... Like you say, Joshua's movement is uh, is unreal. If they can get him fit and firing, I know that's easier said than done, but uh, he is... a. He's a real weapon up there for Rangers, isn't he? And he's someone that will certainly occupy the Celtic defenders if he plays. Um, I know you touched on, on Sakala. Is it a debate for you? If if, if Roof is 100% fit and Sakala is 100% fit, um, would you start Sakala over on the right or, or would you be, be inclined to maybe start Roof over there? I still think that it's not going to be a game that's decided in the first half. Um, Rangers, I think, over the last, again, to go back to that last game at Hamden, um, will hope that, that they can play the, the long game. I think the game will be frenetic in the first half and that will suit someone like Zakala. Uh, and when it slows down a bit, then I think it will suit Roof a bit more. Um, so I, I, I would still be inclined to, to bring him off the bench, particularly because he's not played, not started since that last game at Hamden um, against Celtic in, in April, I don't think. Uh, I think that was yeah. his, his last start. So, I, I, I still think that he will keep the the front three that he has gone with so far um, and have the, the benefit of bringing on Roof if he can from the bench. Maybe just in bringing up Roof's fitness, he's ruling him out of, of, of being starting, which you would hope because um, if he was to not be involved in the squad, that would be a blow given the impact he's made from the bench in the, the two or three games that he's come off the bench so far, Derek. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be good to see. Uh, I'm sure it, it will play a part uh, if he's... Uh, 
uh, ready for for action. Um, interesting point coming in as well here. Um, Connor is again raises just on the back of that point regarding the through balls. Phil Sunday Ben Davis will be at his best playing against a Kyogo rather than a physical striker. Looking forward to the battles right across the pitch. I think that we've touched on this in a number of articles on the website that the, the partnership between him and Goldson has been. Uh, well, it's been night and day from the start, from the first half of the season, Joshua, when, of course, Goldson was uh, uh, out injured after that that Liverpool game. Davis was struggling but with Niggles himself, but the pair have really formed a, a recent, uh, a decent, solid uh, partnership at the heart of the defence there. And it's it, no surprise to see why Rangers are now uh, winning matches, whereas they were struggling before. Yeah, I think it was about last week that we wrote a piece kind of comparing their different strengths and maybe why that matches up quite well. Dave Davies is more um more regularly, I think, goes into the midfield tracking forwards and Goldson sits back. Um Goldson is better at attacking balls in the air. Um all, all that's covered in the article which I'll put in the, the comment section as well. But also I, I think um the noise around Davies is kind of quietened down there. I mean there was a, a time maybe at the start of the year after that game away at Kilmarnock where Komarnik equalised late on and he lost that header, even though I think it was Barisic's defending behind him that was uh, that was suspect. Um, yeah. Clean sheets will, will help do that, but I think people are starting to see what he brings. And obviously his, his on-ball um, ability, if he was a bad defender, which I don't think he is at all, um, I'm not saying that, but if he was, his on-ball stat, uh, ability wouldn't negate that totally, but I don't think you can underestimate um how much a manager like Beal likes a comfortable left-footed centre half? That are hard, they're hard to come by. Um, there's a reason that that Rangers have really tried to have one. Going back to obviously Hollander as well over the last um, number of years, but that that back four is pretty settled now, and that was something that Beal didn't have, didn't inherit. Um, and ever since, I think it's ever since the game away at Ross County um, on the 23rd, it's been the same back four bar the cup game, um, and and obviously McGregor's kind of gradually become the not become the number one again but it's become clear that he is the number one after some chopping and changing so yeah yeah ho- hopefully it's a game that, that suits Davies but I do think that people are starting to see how that partnership can work and how do two different styles of defenders can uh, complement one another yeah just touching on McGregor uh, just before we wrap up of course uh, inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame Joshua your thoughts on him <clears throat> Davis and Tavernier being being inducted on Sunday night um, I'm all for I'm all for them. I think they're, they're fully deserved. But what, what's your feeling on uh, those three inductees? Totally agree. Um, part of me is sometimes a bit surprised when players are still. I know with McGregor and Davis are still there at the end of the career, but uh, Tavernier isn't. Um, you know, he'd, he'd. I'm sure hope he has quite a few years still to to go. So sometimes I'm surprised that players get inducted into the Hall of Fame when when they're still playing. But um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much debate about it. For from for me, I can understand people look at trophies. I think you look at his performances in Europe last season as as well, and the those nights that are are held, rightly so, in such special regards. Tavernier was probably the best performer in that group stage in that knockout stage. Um, obviously the top. I think he was joint top scorer at the end of the competition. Is that is that right? Yeah. Uh, with with six seven goals scored in every round. Yeah. So I'm not always the biggest fan of including players when they're still playing and. But I think it's just totally deserved. Um, you look at his numbers, obviously, which is almost at 100 goals, incredible. Um, and, and McGregor and Davis the same because of the longevity of their service uh, over two spells and uh, the trophies they've won. McGregor, obviously, the record appearance holder in in, uh, in European competition. Davis, the 
Um, you just look at his career, even outside of Rangers, the fact that he's won more caps for his country than any other British player, um, I think totally deserved. And hopefully a, a boost ahead of uh, you know a big cup final at the weekend um, with, with uh, yeah a, a trophy on the line that a lot of members of this squad ha- actually haven't won. Yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll finish up with a couple of bits uh, to, to discuss, folks. But Richard Balfour gets in touch. He's going for a 3-2 to the tune and 3-2 to the Rangers uh, on Sunday in normal time, of course, our Newcastle Rangers supporter. The Magpies taking on Man United in the English equivalent down south as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd happily take uh, both those results. Newcastle uh, going great guns at all. Uh, under Eddie Howe, um, uh, and hopefully Rangers can, can do the business uh, as well. Right, folks, uh, just a, a shout-out here. At, um, I was sent a, a message from uh, Angus McAllister from the Bangkok Rangers Supporters Club. Uh, he says, great show. Watch every day via YouTube in Thailand. Uh, looking for a shout-out for the Orsa Conve- uh, Conference, the Oceanic Rangers Supporters Association Conference that is happening in Bangkok between the 5th and 9th of July this year. Everyone from the Rangers family is invited and a great time is guaranteed in the land of smiles. Uh, full information, he says, that uh, the events run from the July 5th to the 9th. Uh, you can find more info at bangkokbearsrsc.com forward slash orsa and tickets are available. Uh, you can just visit ticketmelon.com uh, forward slash bkkbearsrsc. That's forward slash bkkbearsrsc. Uh, and to to get yourself a ticket for the Orsa convention later on this year. Uh, And just a reminder, we've got that giveaway uh, on the uh, website just now, folks. You can win two Goldust tickets to the League Cup final on Sunday. All you have to do is sign up to the Rangers Review, just £1 for three months' worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details and be in with a chance of winning those two tickets for the match on Sunday. The winning uh, ticket will receive a phone call from Johnny McFarlane, a personal phone call, no less, tomorrow uh, to confirm the news. So, uh, yeah, if you've not got your ticket for Sunday, then this could be uh, your last chance uh, to get that. rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe, folks. Uh, Okay, we'll be back again tomorrow. There is press conferences taking place today with uh, a number of Rangers players, I believe. Joshua, is that the case? Yeah, there is. um, I know it's funny that all this is happening days before because it feels like the game's so far away. But um, yeah, we, we'll have um, coverage of, of players on the website every single day of the week. So make sure you're uh, signed up and, and uh, keeping the track uh, of the website. We'll have loads of content coming up ahead uh, of the weekend. So as Derek says, just subscribe in all the right places. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Uh, looking ahead to the big game. Yeah, lots of uh, coverage coming your way, folks, ahead of the big one on Sunday. So stay tuned to uh, the Rangers Review website and all our social media channels uh, for all the latest in the build-up to the match at Hamden. Uh, Okay, we'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Bye for now.